Listen to the LARP Lounge live on Sundays at 12 p.m. Mountain Standard Time at twitch.tv slash errorstar. That's twitch.tv slash A-R-R-U-S-T-A-R. Hello, welcome everybody to Season 2, Episode 7 of the LARP Lounge. Here today we have our guest over here is... James Bernard, uh, dressed up as my uh, Frack Rackham pirate character. Uh, who I'm currently playing in the game. Frack Rackham, I didn't know. I, I don't ever know anyone's last names because nobody ever gives them out usually. So Yeah, no need. <laughs> yeah, so uh, before we get started, I have to ask you one question that I always ask everybody. I forgot last week, so I'm bad about that. But uh, what does LARP mean to you? Fun. A, a getaway. I mean, when I started LARPing, I was, oh goodness, 18? 19 something something like that and uh i'd never heard of larp like there were no popular larps in the country mm-hmm. that i knew of back then uh i started playing nero new england role-playing organization um i think they had been around for like a year when i started um and uh well th- there's a good story behind that but uh i'll just say fun you know and, and escape because uh getting away from the real world is is think important yeah for for uh that escape you know the the a different reality um and a uh, a whole new set of friends yeah and experiences and you know other people who are like you it's uh it's a, a brotherhood a sisterhood a new family all of those things okay yeah, I like that. A lot of people use the word family, and, and I, I kind of feel like that's pretty accurate because we, we see each other so much that it's kind of like family. So, uh, Let's see. We've got some some comments and some questions already. So Nevitz Gaming is here. That's Boji. Uh, we have... Uh, hey, Bright. Sheriff. Yeah, he's the new sheriff. Oh, no, he's not the new sheriff. He's the old sheriff. There's always, he'll always be the sheriff to me. He knows the sheriff. that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we got a new sheriff. Uh, let's see, and then Brightwind says, Greetings from Brightworm Studios and the Larparazzi. Well, thank you for being here. Uh, and then Amy Chibi says, I'd like to ask a question. What measures do you plan to take with all this coronavirus situation? Are you planning to cancel events or something similar? Um, I don't know. You're not really on staff anymore, are you? No, I'm a guest staff yeah, person now. So. I can answer it if you want. Yeah, I can, I, mean, I can throw my guests out there. So I also own a... Uh, Haunted House, Castle of Chaos, and an escape room business there. Um, and I can tell you, you, like everyone else in the country, you just watch. You, you watch and see what's happening. Um, you know, I bought a lot of extra disinfectant and wipes and, and stuff. Um, so we clean up a lot more often. I think in a LARP setting, you do the same thing. You just, you don't panic. You keep doing your normal life. Um, understand if you're older that you need to be more careful. Um, but I think, you know, my age and down... It's it's not as serious as it is for the for the older people, um, and so you just have to be smart, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Wash your hands some more, and uh, and then if it gets worse, where it's really spreading the community, then then we'll we'll have to look at it and see if we hold off on some events or, or do it differently. Well, and let oh, let's see. Brightwind says it's getting a bit spooky out here in Seattle for LARPs. Yeah, I can imagine out there for sure because it's definitely a lot worse out there. We just have one confirmed case so far so but uh the other nice thing i think about mythic realms too is that people are conscientious of that so if someone's feeling even slightly under the weather 
they don't come because they don't want to get anybody else sick. So, yeah. like, for coronavirus aside, they just don't want to be spreading around any <laughs> diseases. So anyone who's even slightly under the weather, they'll post, sorry, I'm not feeling the greatest, so I'm not going to come because they don't want to spread that. So I think that's a real nice thing. But I like that question. I appreciate that. I appreciate you guys being here. So uh, so let's get into this. So you, you started in other LARPs, and then I understand that you came here, and that was kind of the... Yeah, the I'll, birth I'll, of. I'll tell you my origin story. Yeah. So, uh, eighteen, nineteen, something like that. Um, I always been a gamer, loved to play uh, board games. Uh, played D and D when I was younger, but then uh, then then stopped in in high school. Um, and then uh, one of my best friends, uh, Scott, my my brother in game, Frack Rack or Frick Rackham, um, Scotty. Uh, he was a big nerd, you know, and I and I was too, but not as big as he was. Mm-hmm. He was he was into this thing called LARP. First yeah. time I'd ever heard of it, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and he was kind of living with me off and on at the time. We had graduated high school, and um, I think it was after I got back from the military, like before I went on a mission, mm-hmm. and uh, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm going to go do this this LARP thing." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, we like we dress up and we go in the woods and." pretend we're doing like live Dungeons and Dragons and I'm like oh that's that's geeky I mean that's that's weird you know I just never heard of anything like it yeah I mean, other than like Lord of the Rings you know reading mm-hmm. the books um, but I never heard of anyone doing it live um, so I made fun of him a little bit he's like well you gotta help me and I'm like oh he's one of my best friends of course I'm gonna help him so he's like I'm gonna go get some armor so we went and got some um, scrap linoleum from a flooring store and uh that was his leather armor, um, and uh, I remember making fun of him. Like, what are you going to be like, Rambo? You're going to like lay down on the floor in the bathroom and jump out and kill people? <laughs> you know, it was it was fun. Um, and uh, the swords back then, of course, were PVC pipe and yeah. copper tubing insulation, and that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, silver duct tape, they did not look uh, so fancy or, or fun. So I, I I I mocked him pretty pretty hardcore. We had good fights with the swords, of course. Yeah, you know, but. Uh, <laughs> um, other than beating on each other, I just thought he was a little, little weird. And then he came back and he told me the story of his first Nero event, where there were 380 people or wow. something at it, and uh, and he was up <laughs> the whole weekend, got like two hours nap. There you go. Yep. And uh, <laughs> and and the stories he told of battling, and I'm like, oh my, god, that that actually sounds awesome. Yeah. So I gathered six or seven of us and we went up to the next event and I, and I absolutely fell in love with LARPing. I mean, that was Nero back when there was only one Nero and uh, then moved to Utah years later but while I was on my mission, Scotty and my older brother Rob, oldest brother, um, they were in Utah and they, they wanted to start a, a LARP um, because um, they had both played in Nero uh, mm-hmm. starting with Scott and uh and I, I advised them, hey, get a hold of this other guy, Scott Hamilton, out in uh, Massachusetts, because um, he really wants to start another LARP or expand Nero or, or do or, uh, something like that. And uh, so they called him up, and they decided not to go with Nero um, and expand that and do a chapter, but do, uh, do their own LARP. So that's when Adventure Quest was born. Um, and then when I got off my mission, I helped run that for a few years. Um, but in the end, it wasn't the game wasn't going where I wanted it to go. Um, so I, 
I backed out, out for like a year and then started Mythic after that. So, I mean, the Adventure Quest wasn't going where you're going, so what made you start another one? Like, uh, just, like, the lore of, of LARP was just, you know, you were missing out on it, or? Yeah, I, I think I knew by that time LARP would always be a part of my life, you know. Um, yeah. But I'm, I'm very business-oriented, and, you know, I was working full-time, overtime, had kids, you know, yeah. had... Um, I had a couple of side jobs that I was doing, so I was very busy, and, and I took LARP, LARPing seriously. And so when I started Mythic, I, I think I put twenty-five, thirty thousand dollars into the initial setup, and wow. you know, and we had a spread out town in the woods, and you know, we, everyone had you know their hey, here's a thousand bucks to buy all your knickknacks to make it look like a mage's guild and a merchant's guild, and buy the big twenty by forty or twenty by thirty tents, you know, all of that stuff, um, and. Uh, and Quest had kind of gone away from the, I don't know, the. there's a way to do it that, uh, that keeps it serious and, and, and like a business so that you're treating everyone who's there like a customer. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I like that. While it's a family, mm -hmm. you know, you also need to take it seriously because people are paying good money yeah. and taking their time. So. so let's see. We got a few comments. Let's see. Brightwim Glass says, glad to be here. Uh, Brightwim also says, frickin' frag rack'em lol. Uh, and then Terminator 2 style linoleum attack. Uh, and then Nevitz has a question. So, yeah, go ahead and ask your question, Nevitz. Um, yeah, that was one of my questions, actually. He says, did you ever think Mythic Realms would be around for as long as it has? Yep. When I started Mythic, I said, Mythic's going to be around forever. And we're going to create a rule system that allows it to the, the very first characters that you play can, can play when you're 15 and they can be still playing when you're 75. Um, and that was one of the problems with Quest, although I loved it. Um, it had to reset the characters. And by like the third or fourth time it reset, I was like, nah, this, this is not what I want. I want you to, if you want to play a character forever, you can. Mm -hmm. um, and so we needed rules that back that up. And while the rules have changed a, a, a lot, we've always kept that at heart and that's why I still play King Alaric Falconcrest, you know, even though he's, he's not the active king right now, I still play the same character that was the first character I played in 1999, I, yeah. I believe, is when we started. So, Brightworm asks, how long has it been around? So, 99 was the first year? I think or? so. I think we're 21, 22 years in now. Yeah. I so. think they said something like this, like the 22nd Winterfest or something like that. Yeah. So. so, I did. I pictured myself old like I am now playing an older king and whatnot like I saw in Nero so many years ago with all ages and, and I just I wanted that so how much of the lore like the I, I mean I, I we started on a different continent back then so how did you come up with the world and the lore and, and even the rules like how did I mean because it was an in-depth rule set because I remember I played it in like 0203 and it, like you said it's definitely changed since then but how how did you go about coming up with all of that I mean um, that's that's where you go, come to the family, you know, and, and a lot of players have come and gone in 20 years, um, but I certainly can't take credit for creating the whole game in any way, shape, or form. I was the driving force behind it. Um, I took it as a as a, on the business side to make sure it stayed organized, uh, but there were so many people who helped. Mm -hmm. I mean, d develop the the stories, the history. We all 
had our own D and D, you know, backgrounds or Nero mm. or Adventure Quests, you know. So we we pulled from everything we could, all the gaming rules that we could um, look up and and check things out. Um, and then we all sat down and, and put in bits and pieces of it and drew a map and you know. So I can't, I, I like I said, I I can take credit for being the the driving force, but I remember having meetings at my house in Farmington and you know. Steve Hagen and Andy and JT and um, they did a lot of the written history. Um, I think Rex Rivier was one of the original. Kathy might have been. I, it's been so long, but yeah, a whole bunch of us sat down and, and wrote it all up. And in the original rule book, actually, and I don't know if it's still there, but the opening page gave credit to a lot of those people who, oh, yeah. and, and who no longer play and haven't for years. But yeah. I always wanted that to stay in the rule book. Hopefully it's still there. Uh, so Brightwood says your LARP has graduated high school and is a junior in college. That's, uh, that is a crazy way to think about it. If you think, I mean, those kind of terms. If you, uh, And then Nevitt says, what do you think of the current state of the game, story, characters, etc.? Um, I don't play as much as I used to, so I'm a, I'm a, I'm not the best judge. What I would, what I will say is, um, I really enjoy playing. You know, when I do get out, the the players are, are fantastic. Um, tons of new faces, and I, and still a fair amount of people who have been around for twenty years. Mm -hmm. Sometimes some more, some who were in Quest with me back in the day, um, back in the nineties, uh, who still play now. And, uh, and the game, while it's while the rules have, have been tweaked and changed and whatnot, it still has the same flavor that it always had, and, and that's what I love. And, and the current staff in Mythic, um, the game wouldn't be around without them. You know, I, I certainly helped keep it alive and at certain times, um, but again, so have 10 other people. Uh, it wouldn't exist without all of us. And, uh, and, and that still has that flavor, which I love. Yeah. Yeah, we've got lots of staff, and they all work together. And without one of them, I think it would kind of just fall apart. So cause they all have, they all kind of balance everything between themselves for sure. Yeah. So and step up when when needed. And that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, they do. So what was the name of the first continent that we played on? I don't. Laroth was. Was it Laroth? Because mm -hmm. I, I keep hearing there was another one that I keep hearing about that we used to play on too. It was like. It's similar because there's Laroth and Taroth, and then there's another one I don't remember. Veroth is Veroth, where the Emperor is, mm -hmm. uh, and then there's the old continent, but that was history, not actual. Not play. actual play, okay. Yeah, the old continent, they fled the old continent, um, and I still am reticent to give up, you know, stories unless you earn them in game. So I'm not going to go into it too much, but uh, the old continent, there was a plague, um, and think of it like an explosion as well, and, and they fled. Um, dragons and other and uh, others um, to Taroth, Varoth um, and other places um, and that was some of, like Laroth was a, a virgin continent mm -hmm. uh, in many ways um, and that's where the game went and started in Kingsport and, and spread from there as the Heartlands then there was a, a second plague that happened um, I think 10 years or so before uh, to set the stage of the current um, current when the game started uh, plot lines of the king trying to reforge the kingdom um, from his father the duke and, and the, the old heartland kingdom which was almost completely wiped out 
I think I remember a lot with the plague when we very first started playing back when I was back working at Castle when it, when it was up on Highland Drive, man. That was yeah. a long time ago. So let's see. Nevis Gaming says Rome is in Varoth, yes. I uh, don't know that. The answer is Rome is everywhere. Oh. So Rome, R-H-O-U-M, which you'll see on the new coins as well. Um, the uh, the old continent, um, the, the empire was, was Rome. Um, the capital cities are named after the, the empire as well. And so um, you'll find Rome, that name, in, in each of the continents. Mm. I didn't know that. That's cool. Uh, let's see. Brightworm says, how do you deal with the changing needs for rules, safety, and inclusion in LARP? Can you speak to your review process? Lots of older LARP struggle with that. Um, so... Uh, changing of rules. Um, there, are, there are, For every player you have, everyone has a different idea of what the rules should be. So, number one, there's no way to ever make everyone happy. Yeah. Um, you just try. You, you try to do your best, and you hope that people can adapt to it. Um, we've lost players because they were a big part of rules development, and then the game went a different way, and they felt slighted. And, and many of those have come back and you know done it again and, and, and so many people come and go um, but I would say the rules are a base in how to have fun and you bring up safety and that has to be a primary concern um, so I couldn't speak to the safety of the game right now or even who does that um, back when I was running things the first you know 10-ish years of the game um, we did very thorough weapons checks. We had rules marshals for every event who, who were always looking at safety um, to ensure that new players and old players alike, uh, weapons were safe and, and people weren't swinging too hard and, and things like that. Yeah, right now we, we still do the inspections, like you said. There's still, like, whenever a new weapon's brought in, we have someone, I believe it's Candace now, who's in charge of that, so she inspects it. She inspects the shields. She inspects the armor. She has a backup person, too. Like, at the Winterfest, they were doing inspections on everybody since we got some new players there, too. They were just doing an all-around inspection on everyone's gear, just kind of like a quarterly thing, too, just to make sure it's all up to snuff and it's all safe. Yeah. So, um, but she agrees with, or they agree with your comment about how you can't make everyone happy. That's truth. But, uh, and these are some great questions, and if you want... Next week, I'm going to have some members of staff that are on plot, so they might be better address these questions as well, too. For how it's done now. Yeah, yeah for how back it's done the, now. Yeah, back in the day, um, we did what Nero did, which was every single weapon had to have a weapon card in a sheath on the weapon. Um, and that, that had a safety element to it. So um, you know that it was currently checked by how that was marked. Um, and, but it also told you what kind of weapon it was and, and you know, if it was magical, if it was whatever. Um, if it was magical, you could steal the weapon. So if you had a physical magic weapon, doesn't matter, you know, how much it cost or whatever, you could steal that in-game and that was okay. Um, so there are some elements, you know, that, that went away over the years um, because, the, you know, all the, all the weapon tags and skill tags and all the things that we started with the game, we don't do any of that anymore. Mm -hmm. We still do item cards. Mm -hmm. uh, but that was how we were able to follow up and see that that person absolutely got checked back in the day. Yeah. So let's see. Now it says no matter how safe everyone is, accidents happen, and that's true. And that's why there's that waiver that we have to fill out, just kind of make sure everyone stays safe. Yep. So 
we also have uh, like uh, like hands off approach unless you have permission to touch somebody. So that's kind of another safety thing that we have in there for that. So um, yeah. So that's the, but I would say definitely ask those questions next week as well too because the current staff will be here and they can more accurately answer that. So they're great questions. So. Um, so, um, he already asked one of my questions. Did you see it, like, like staying around this long? Did you ever see it, you know, being this big or with this many people or with people showing up with, you know, armor like this or something like that? I mean... Yeah, from the beginning of the game, and again, I mentioned how much money I put in to yeah. start the game. You know, I, I treated it like a business. I, my goal was to, to grow the business to, um, 200 to 250 regular PCs. That was what I was going after. Because when I started, I patterned it after Nero. And Nero, when I went to, oh goodness, I would drive uh, hours up into, it was New Hampshire. Or maybe it was, I think it was New Hampshire. It might have been Western Massachusetts. Um, and I lived in Rhode Island at the time. But you drive hours to go to an event and, you know, gather up a large population. Mm -hmm. Like New England, it was, it was easy to get to those numbers. A lot harder in Utah just because our population is so much smaller and it's tough for people to drive in from Denver or Vegas or, or wherever. But that was my goal. My goal was to grow it to hundreds of people, um, which I didn't think would be possible without running it like a business um, because you just you have to be very organized and you have to market. We used to do ads in movie theaters. And, I mean, we, we, we did a lot. Um, but it ended up being too much for me to do. Um, and uh, for many reasons, uh, the game went went more to a club um, after eight or ten years. Okay. Um, so he I mean, he asked like if you if you like the current state of affairs, is there anything you would like to see changed or, or sure I'll say or, one. There's one thing that I would say that that I miss the most from the old days of Mythic, and it's just staying in game when I'm. When I'm playing, it's my escape. And so I want to escape the real world. So when I see a cell phone, other than like make a record, which is a, you know, a skill in the game, um, it, it takes me out of the suspension of disbelief. You know, like I said, I own a haunted house. When you're in the haunt, I want you to feel like you're in a movie. You're like, you know, I want mm -hmm. you to, to truly be scared because everything around you sucks you in. And, I love it when I go to a module and I start the module and once I once we go in game I don't want anyone to say my real name or your real name or ask me about coronavirus or you know anything else um, and a lot of times if you interact with me and you say hey I saw that on television and I'll go television what magic is that mm -hmm. I I don't I don't understand I'm so confused are you okay you know so that's the one thing is yeah. I, I would really like to bring back the when you're in game, stay in game. Yeah. You know, on weekends, like we used to have a rule, if you want to not be in game, you have to go to the edge of the town as far away as you can. And then you, you know, very loudly, I'm going out of game one. I'm going out of game two. Then you could talk out of game. And that, that would be the one thing that I miss because, um, because I love that suspension of disbelief. You know, I, I, I love, I love acting and, and getting in character. And so, um, the game right now doesn't really push that much. Yeah, it's definitely really lax so, on that. Yeah. And it's really difficult on the weekenders, too, because they used to have a rule about parking the cars far away. I was and, 
Yeah. And then some people complain about the, it. I was the Nazi for that because, again, I see your car. Yeah, it totally, it, yeah. you know, it's like this giant steel carriage or whatever. Like, you know, you have to just deal with it. So I, I kind of agree that I wish there was a little bit more on that. But uh, yeah. And anyway. it's one of the things that separated Mythic early on from other LARPs that split off from Mythic or Quest or Nero or whatever in Utah. Um, the armor, you know, the, the costumes. I would never allow someone to be an NPC in their t-shirt, you know, that I was like, that will never happen. And, and I never wanted to hear, what do I see? So you wear makeup, you wear a mask, you, you know, you look like what you look like. And if not, then you, we had tabbers that said troll or whatever. So if you're at night and you see these figures and you, you can't tell what they are and you go, what do I see? Well, if I'm a troll, I'm going to say, Hey, I'm a very big humanoid with long arms. I'm not going to say I'm a troll, but I'll go out of game, I'll, I'll, and I'll explain that. But unless you get close enough, I'm not going to tell you what I am. Mm -hmm. If you do get close enough, then as an NPC, you constantly say, you see a troll. Every time you see someone new, you're like, I'm a troll, you know, and you let them know. But if you're wearing a troll mask, you don't even have to do yeah. that. And that's why you know, I prefer that. And I think that level of um, dedication on the NPC side is, is a lot to ask, but it, it helped make Mythic what it mm -hmm. is, and it helped the PCs really deck themselves out. And I mean, you look at the game now, and it's way better even than it was back then, as far as you know, people really taking pride in the way they look as PCs. It's phenomenal. Well, I think it's a lot easier too now because it, it's a big enough market that there are actually companies making stuff for LARP. Yeah, and so it's, it's a lot easier. You can just go online and go order a leather armor yeah. and be done. It doesn't, have to, it doesn't all have to be homemade nowadays. So I think that's kind of one thing that has helped with the production value to go up, at least on the PC side for sure. Yeah. So, yep. And that's another thing that goes into safety too. We can just buy those foam padded weapons online. And most of those are built to specs because they now know now they are. what's yeah. required, you know. So I, pre yeah, like, but I, I kind of wish, I miss those those tabards that said the names on them or whatever. Yeah. Because all the time we had, what are you? Or, or occasionally they'll even prior to the fight be like, look. This color is this monster, this color is yep. this monster. I mean, even that was kind of nice to know. But, mm -hmm. yeah, having to ask, it does kind of break it. And I, and I, the car thing, I wish we would go back to moving them. But people complained. And it's like, come on, just move your car. Like, and then there, there are a few people who, for whatever reason, really want their car right next to their mm -hmm. tent. You know, and, and I think the game needs to just step up. And someone needs to be in charge of being that unpopular person who yeah. says, you're ruining it for 40 other people. You know that's not that's not fair. Yeah. So. Yeah. One. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Brightworm says ads in movie theaters. Wow. And Brightworm says we have a lot of game runners out here that is also that also run haunts. What do you think is that magic crossover between LARP and haunted house? Um. So, movie theaters. So we actually did a TV campaign to uh, to grow our membership for a year. Um, we put a percent of all of our gross income uh, towards marketing. Um, again, I wanted hundreds of players, and we had games that, that reached 100 players, um, wow. which were phenomenal, you know, and, and that's what I wanted. What I love is going into a town setting and not knowing 20 of the people there, 50 of the people there. Um, that, we had, and we had years of that, and, and that was, that it just added so much, you know. Um, I also, kind of a crossover between that and what I was talking about before. When I play, if you're a PC or an NPC, I don't treat you any differently. It makes no difference. Once I'm in game, it makes no difference. Mm -hmm. You're just whatever you are supposed to be. And if everyone treated it like that, 
which most players do, um, that makes a big difference. Um, so haunted house, like I said, suspension of disbelief, it's the same thing. It's a haunt is the, it's the adrenaline rush that's safe. LARPing is, is the same thing. Mm-hmm. You go into a fight and you get that adrenaline rush, but you're really not going to get stabbed by a beast, you know? <laughs> but I remember, and this is what, what hooked me when Scotty was telling me 25 years ago, back more than that, um, when I first started playing Nero, um, it was that, oh yeah, and we were going like three o'clock in the morning and I put like charcoal over my face so I could hide and, and then these like, these soldiers came by and, you know, I was playing a thief and I, I thought they were going to kill me. <laughs> I mean, and, and I'm like, the, you actually get anxiety mm-hmm. and, and stress inside of a game? Are you kidding me? That's phenomenal. <laughs> and so haunts have the same thing. You know, you go in and we, like for our haunt, we do touch. You know, I started doing touch haunts 12 years ago where uh, we can actually put our hands on you. But you choose, you know, level one to level five. How much, you know? Level zero, we're afraid of you as a customer. Um, level two, you walk through, no one touches you. Level three, we can touch you. Level four, we can drag you away. Level five, we will drag you away. So LARP is, is very similar. You go in and you interact as much as you want. You don't have to fight anyone if you don't want to. You can just be a background character. I, I'm a merchant. Um, me, sometimes I'll just go to a weekend and I'll gamble and play games mm-hmm. and be a merchant you know, or, or whatever. Um, because I'm just not, I don't want to go fight. And other times I'm fighting the whole time, you know, and, and you get to choose that. Um, but I think like a haunted house, a lot of people are drawn to LARPing because safe adrenaline rush. How do you get that? You know, if you're not into sports, well, this is one of the only other ways to do that. Well, and even sports aren't always necessarily safe. There's lots of injuries you have in sports and I've seen very many injuries in LARP. So we've had a few, but not many. Um, yeah, we've got a few. You're going to. But yeah, yeah, like I said, not many, not nearly as many as I yeah. see in sports all the time. So, yeah. um, I would really love to see ads run again. Like that's kind of why I do this because I love seeing new blood in LARP, and I and I and I love going to weekenders, like you said, when there are 60, 70 people there, and I love having those huge groups and me not knowing half of them like that's i would love to see like i, I guess i have to talk to staff about that and see what we could do but because uh, i would love to see that again i know a lot of other people have seen new blood too like winterfest we had i think two or three new people and that was just like for me that's that makes it just that much more exciting just to for see sure. the new blood so absolutely i would love to see that man uh let's see Oh, we have a graphic designer in their back pocket, too. Yeah, we got someone who can help us out with that. So, uh, let's see. Uh, Brightworm says, fantastic answers. Thanks so much. Uh, Nevitz Gaming says he'd like to see more of that again, too. I think he's talking about the end game, keeping it in game in the taverns with mm-hmm. the uh, item with the names on them. And then he says, your son is responsible for my most terrifying LARP moment. Well, why don't you go ahead and type that in the chat, Nevitz, if you want, if you want to share that. Because that sounds kind of interesting. Yeah, and I'm sure so others know you're referring to, to my son, Brayden, who was two or three when I started the game, um, who now uh, has run adventures and, mm-hmm. you know, is a, a, a steady fixture in the game, which is yeah. awesome. Because he came with me for years and years to the to the events, and he'd be a goblin at five years old. And, you know, 
he's, just, he's stuck with it for a long yeah, time. Yeah, just kind of a natural progression to come in and play, and now he, he does run adventures, and he's on plot. I know that now. So, And he's a fun character. I like his character. He's had a lot of twists and turns in games, too, so it's it's fun. I like Malastrasa, though. Um, but, yeah, I appreciate all these questions everyone's had. Um, I'm trying to think of some more that I had. Um, what um, what do you have any classes that that frack is or? Um. Well, this gets to my I. I don't really follow the rules anymore. Like uh, like <laughs> they change so many times, um, in in such a short period of time, um, that I backed off and I said, all right, I'm. I, I'm no longer going to even try. I will go and role play, but I if I play a, a character who gets in a fight, I will know the simple, the simplest stuff. And if it, if I'm not sure what's happening, I'm going to fall down and die. Yeah. Because <laughs> for me, I don't play, uh, I don't play for the rules. You know, the rules are simply a way for me to try. To, it was to create a game that would last forever that I could role play. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and I wanted combat to be as basic as possible. Um, which, again, um, has changed a lot over the years. Now, that being said, the current rule set, I think, is better than what we started with. I think the, the game has done a phenomenal job with the rules, and, and I think they're, they're awesome. Um, no rule set will ever be perfect. No. Um, that's, that's just not going to happen. Um, what is my class? I was just trained in the innate casting class. What is that called? That's frack. Uh, who, who who knows what what is it? What tell, is it? Innate magic or something? Tell, or? tell us what it is. What's the class? The it's not arcanist. It's uh, something where you can cast innately. Um, is it? Was it? Is it one of the new ones called. that they just made? Yeah, it's one of the new ones. That's oh, like, we just talked about it last week. It's the uh, if we pull up the list, I can find it. Oh, I was waiting for someone to type it in. They might too. Nevitz might be. Come on, come on, Nevitz sheriff. Might be. There Eldritch, there you he go. He got it. Eldritch soul. Yep. That's it. Um, so That's, that is my current class. Nice. Yeah, we talked about that one last week, I think, didn't we? I think so. Yeah, we talked about it last week, so we won't be able to talk about that one this week. But we yeah, can go as, over. As soon as there was something where I didn't have to memorize stuff and just say innate, I was like, that is what I'm going for. <laughs> Make it simple. Yeah. Uh, so, Brightworm, we do actually have a Warlock class, but it's a little different than innate casting. And it's a lot... It deals a lot with... Um, what do they call like voodoos or something like uh, they have things that they can't do but they have a, a power source so for some of them it's ancestors for some of them it's it's various different things so it is interesting that you mentioned that because there is one if you go to the website uh, mythicrealms.com and you go to the uh, book of heroes is that where all the classes are I think so yeah, sounds like a D&D &D sorcerer. Yeah, the, the Elder Soul. And it's a new class, too. So and a lot of people are liking it. So, mm -hmm. And it specifically cannot be combined with the wizard. I know that one because we talked about that last week, too. So, uh, well, Okay, so Nevitz, his event with your son. He says, Boji was teleported away from the party and forced into a one-on-one -on -one confrontation with the Black Mareg. OMG, I was, <laughs> I was shaking. And for those of you guys that don't know, Black Maregs are like one Black Mareg could take out a good squad of regular like infantry just yeah. i would say even more than a squad so they are they were scary creatures that were really beefy and even one of them could take half of our party especially when you're a skilled fighter like Braden is yeah 
Yeah, he had to go one-on-one and fight with him. <laughs> I remember that. He was, oh, man. So, in fact, there was another event where Braden showed up as a Black Mareg, and it was when we were playing our new, we were playing new characters. And we, everyone went out on a module, and we stayed back at the tavern. And um, this Black Mareg shows up at the tavern, and I'm like, oh, man, if we throw down, we are dead. We are so dead. And, uh... It ended up, uh, who was there that was, was showing off? What was, um, I can't remember his name now. It's your older brother. He was there. My, my literal older brother, like Jonathan or Rob? No, uh, yeah, Rob. He was there, uh, and he was one of his characters that, like, when there's a full moon, he's, like, invincible. And so he's like, all right, you want to go? Let's go. And so he's like, and it was the craziest thing just watching them. Just kind of dish out blows to each other and just Rob kind of... Rob Lee is who you're referring to. Oh, okay, yeah. So, and they basically just, um, yeah, they just kind I of... I remember that. Yeah, yeah, they were just showing off and I was like, okay, yeah, you just keep that over there and I'm going to stay over here and don't piss them off too much. And But I remember just sitting over there quaking in my boots thinking, oh, this is going to be my character's first death, just like this, staying in the tavern. Like As we said in the original rules... Uh, sometimes discretion is the better part of valor. Mm-hmm. Run away. Yeah. <laughs> Stay out of it. Yep. Hide behind your ward. Yep. Do, do whatever it takes. Yep. <laughs> I wish my bonds would hide behind me a little more often. They're a little too outgoing. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think of. So I had some more questions too, and I forgot them all now that we've been going. So, um,. So other than the in-game thing, was there anything else that you wanted to like see or, or would hope maybe would change? Or you know, I I had the dream of the game being very big, you mm-hmm. know, and people driving in from Denver or um, you know Sacramento, Vegas, you know, the bigger cities that that surround us. Um, but the truth is, the game LARPing, you know, isn't the nerdy, terrible thing, mm-hmm. you know. Um, shunned not terrible but shunned thing mm-hmm. that it was back in the 80s and 90s when D D, you know was going to eat your soul and um, yeah i think you know religion and, and other things really really have changed their attitudes towards mm-hmm. dressing up and playing now it's a good thing and it's cool to be a geek and a nerd and all the yeah, things that were shunned back then mm-hmm. um so i think if it was advertised, I think you could easily have three, four hundred person events in Salt Lake uh, without even getting the people driving in from six hours yeah. away. But you would get that um, if you had a big event. So I wish that um, that someone would treat treat a LARP, whether it's Mythic or, or anything like a business, put put the money behind it to get commercials back out yeah. and, and whatnot. Because I think if we had done if we if we did now what we did twenty years ago, it would be a three hundred person game. Yeah, you know, but that takes a dedicated staff. It takes a lot of things that I'm not able or willing yeah. to do right now. So, you know, yeah. I I would help fund it, but I wouldn't. I, I just don't have the time, energy, yeah. whatnot anymore, unfortunately. So um, maybe Braden will do that someday. Yeah. So, but um, it, to no fault of anyone in the yeah. you know, current staff or anything else. Again, they're awesome and have kept the game alive. Yeah. Which is awesome. Yeah. Lounge live on Sundays at 12 p.m. Mountain Standard Time at twitch.tv slash errorstar. That's twitch.tv slash A-R-R-U-S-T-A-R. We're at Ascendance Gaming Center. 
Uh, so it's kind of a lounge gaming center. You can do VR, do PC gaming, general hangout spot. We have some board games. We have some um, retro consoles that you can play as well. What we're trying to do here is we're trying to bring back the feel of 80s arcades. You know, everyone would meet at the arcade and they'd have a good time and that would be like the hangout spot. All the equipment's provided. We have uh, top of the line PCs. You can uh, log into your own services via Steam or Origin. You play any of those, download your own games and play them on our computers and uh, you're good to go. And we have a selection of VR games, uh, about 600 or something games available. Every Monday we have a Smash tournament, a Super Smash Brothers Melee. And then once a month they do a, uh, a monthly tournament. Uh, we're also hosting a CSGO tournament now, and we're doing a Hearthstone tournament and a Beat Saber tournament. Yeah, I would, like I said earlier, I would love to see that. I would, like, for Winterfest, last year's Winterfest was one of the biggest that I've been to, and I like that. I think we partnered with another LARP, I think it was yeah. why, but we had a lot of people there, and it was so much fun just seeing yeah. all these new faces, like I said, but... Uh, I would, I have to agree with you 100% there. I would love to see that. So what, um, speaking of, we did have, what was it, an Idaho chapter? I missed all those yep. years. What, I mean, what ended up happening with them? How come we don't? Uh, I think he became a doctor or a dentist or something and just got too busy. The guy who was running it up there. Yeah. And so um, he was the ringleader of that group. And when he was unable to keep playing, I, I think that's the biggest reason we lost that chapter. Him. Yeah. Mm. So, um but like someone was saying, there's a, uh, you know, there. Are, I know there are a lot of LARPers like in Seattle. Um, if if we tried, if we tried to reach out to other groups, um, I'm sure we could create a very large event, you mm -hmm. know, where, where you rent a Boy Scout camp or, you know, something like that. You've you got to put thousands of dollars into it, have insurance, all those things. Mm -hmm. um, but people would come if, yeah. you, if you set up something, um, even if it was once a year. And I know there have been big, I think Nero... Um, has done big events in Texas that you know that drew hundreds of people. I don't know about thousands, but um, it probably exists in other games outside of Utah. I just I think Utah could pull that many people if someone said, "All right, if, I'm going to make this happen." Yeah, if we. So. Yeah, I agree. I think we could because even this has done pulled in a few people, and this is a very small scale operation. So. Um, Brightworm says, with the Utah connection, how do you feel about the Ever Evermore theme park as it relates to a LARP as a business model? Um, so I haven't been to Evermore. I've chatted with uh, Ken, the owner, uh, but more on the haunted house side of things. Um, and uh, I wish I had his money because um, he's done amazing things from everything I've seen and heard about the place. Um, but I, I don't know beyond that. I the last time I chatted with him was before he uh, opened up the, the park. So um, I don't really know uh, the details of it, but I think what he's trying to do is fantastic. Um, someday, maybe when I'm not so busy, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll get more into LARPing again and, and try to be a driving force or, or try to join up with someone like Ken at Evermore um, and try to create something incredible. So I, uh, my, one of my goals... Um, and, uh, and my wife supports this, thank goodness, is to bring a, um, uh, a fair, a, a rent fair to Utah in the style of some of the other big rent fairs around the country where um, 
where you have a permanent year-round town that is built um, on, on the medieval, uh, on a large medieval scope, um, where you can do a lot of events, including um, including LARP, and uh, we've tried to do that. Other people have tried to do that. There, are, there is a a Ren Fair in yeah. Utah, um, but I, I don't know what it's been the last couple of years. But I want one where you can drink, because if you can't drink alcohol you're not going to get tourists you're not going to get the money that you need to do something huge um so and i like to drink so um, <laughs> so, so i want that too but uh, who knows maybe in a few years i will i will try to make that happen um on, on a very big scale and i think something like that would bring gamers uh larpers together um to to be able to have huge events i think we could try to partner with Evermore or even just get some advertising there which would be great because people that go there yeah. the, clearly that's already down their alley yeah. for sure so yeah me and Nevitz went during the Halloween one and we had a blast it was so much fun me and him are now both Knights of Evermore and they give us specific titles I'm I'm uh, Jovi the Adamant we actually took we, and I was dressed in my full gear and I played my character while I was there it was a lot of fun so um but no, yeah, I, I think that's a great idea. It's just I don't know if anyone does marketing anymore for the for mythic realms. I wish we would. So, yeah. but I so. know that's something probably down the road. If if that's what the game wants, yeah. I think right now the game is happy to have forty to sixty players on a weekend and you know thirty people at, at modules. It's a manageable size um, that keeps it more family. Um, oriented you have less issues you know more people you're always going to have someone who especially if you go out drinking or you know anything you're going to have issues with that the more people you have um, language staying in game you, you always have more issues when when you have more people mm -hmm. rules nazis who you know cheaters yeah you know all the things that happen everyone who larps knows that, that those people come and go um, but uh I don't think Mythic really wants to deal with that stuff right now. Yeah. Um, and I don't blame them. <laughs> I don't either. But, uh, but yeah, someday I, I hope that that changes. Yeah, like uh, Nevis says, we do have a Facebook, so I know that they are trying to grow a little bit because they, they want that out there and they want people, and they post photos to it all the time. Like, they have a lot of photos from Winterfest, some really good-looking ones, some really good-looking characters, yeah. like Sir Fallen was there all decked out. Scotty. Yeah, he looks. He's the guy who so, got. He's the guy who got me into LARPing. Yeah, he looks so. so good. I was like, man, that is some. And he's gonna be on the show hopefully in two weeks. He's oh, like, cool. you want me to do all that? I'm like, you don't have to do all that. Like, I'm like, you can just come and sprick if you want. But so hopefully we'll have to see. We're trying to work that one out still, but cool. it's supposed to be him and Steinberg talking about nice. backgrounds. Cool. Because we need to talk about that. That's huge. But uh -huh. uh, so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, you're not the only one who likes the game small. You know, there are, there are a lot of people who do. Me, I like a big game. I, I, I enjoy the game as it is, but I have twice as much fun when there are twice as many players there. You know, mm -hmm. as long as the game is being handled correctly. Yeah. Again, I, if everyone's out of game all the time, it's, it's probably one of the reasons I don't play as much as I do, just because eh, it's not as fun when, when half the time you're out of game. It's half as fun. You know, so if you have twice as many people there, but they're at a game all the time, I still probably wouldn't play very much. Yeah. I know they're trying real hard for the tavern specifically to stay in-game chat. Like, Good. Yeah. The the tavern keeps have been trying to keep that. They're like, and if they hear it, they'll even call you out. So Good. I've actually kind of been appreciating that because there'll be people just talking about regular life and it's like, 
Dude, you're totally breaking the immersion here. Like, I don't want to be talking about good schoolwork or whatever. Well, or, maybe you, know. you can help me change that. You know, I the, there's a there are a group of us, the uh, the privateer group, because of course we're not pirates. Um, the the privateer group and uh, <laughs> and uh, like uh, Mike and Rick um, and Josh, we're we're going to run a campaign. Uh, but that's the main, that's our number one rule. The number one rule is if you want to be, you know, if you want to PC our events, um, our modules, our, our, our things, you're in game. If you're not in game, we will take you out of game, literally. We will, we, you will not play on those because we will, we will be in game 100% of the time. So, um, so who knows? Maybe that'll have a, an influence on like how the summer, how the summer goes. But I know other people really like being out of game a lot. So it's it's tough. Yeah. Executions for everyone using out of game conversations. <laughs> I think that's a bit extreme, but it would definitely get the point across if we did something like that for sure. But yeah, I agree. I don't I don't like it, but uh, I think I'm guilty of using my cell phone for sure too. But well, and I and I don't even try. <laughs> I mean, it, it's so prevalent to be out of game now. I, I've yeah. given up saying saying stuff yeah but like i know mythic is trying to curtail language which i've said language a million times in the game but we used to be really good with with keeping it family friendly and um and we've gotten we had gotten further away from that now the game's trying to rein that back in which i appreciate yeah yeah there was for a little while there was definitely a problem so i don't care if people swear off in their little groups with you know, adults. Um, but when you're in in a public setting, you know, a, a big group setting, yeah. I just don't think it's it's called for. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah, Winterfest. I actually dropped the f bomb, and I was like, I mean, crap. Like, <laughs> but that's when I got assassinated. So I was totally not expecting it. It was just me and one other guy, though. So I don't know that he cared, but I still was like conscientious and tried to correct myself. But I remember that was. No, oh, and it's it's habits. You know, yeah. if if. If you're constantly being reminded language, mm-hmm. language, like, then you'll learn. It might take a while, but mm-hmm. you you will learn to get your get your yeah. language in check. Same thing with being in game and out of game. If everyone helps each other, if that's a goal, if the game decides that that's a goal, then people will be in game mm-hmm. because you'll be ostracized if you're breaking the rules. So. Yeah, I just don't understand why you'd come to a game and then talk about real life. Like I don't know, but but then again, some of these people that's the only time they see these people, so it's. It's their only outlet to talk to them. So, well, I mean, and if that's the norm, then they just do it. But mm-hmm. if, if the game decides, hey, let's let's try going back to being in game all the time, then hey, get all your chats in before you go in game. Mm-hmm. And then if you really need to chat at a game, go off in private where yeah. no one else can hear you. Yeah, so. don't do it in the tavern. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I like that for sure. I like. I even told. I even told the tavern keep this last year. I said I appreciate you doing that. Like. It helps with the game, so and he's like, I, that's how I think it should be. So, there's a few elements in there that like it like that, but I don't think there's enough that we could make a difference, or maybe we can see. But uh, hey, uh, proceed with caution. Says, what's up, guys? That would be Crow. Crow. So, another sheriff. Yep. So, was he sheriff when you played mostly, or? Um, well, as as who? <laughs> I mean, yeah. So he was the the sheriff for a while. Um, but you know, Boji's always the sheriff in, in, in Frack's opinion. Yeah. Larry. So, well, hello. We have a new LARPer here, Larry the LARPer. 
Uh, who's shaking like crazy? Are you nervous being on camera? Is it, <laughs> is it making you nervous there? Oh. Sorry. Come here, buddy. Larry, get down. What, what about you, Travis? Any questions? Anything you want us to, to chat about here? Eventually, I have to go back to work. So I bought a, I bought a pawn shop. I'm yeah. trying to buy another business right now, too. So life is, life is busy. Yeah, we can go as long as you want to go. So we've already hit almost an hour, so which I was we kind of seem to be wrapping up real quick, but we managed to get it going, so that's good. So uh, I just got here. I don't know what's been discussed. Let's just throw something out there. Yeah, it's fine. We're okay with it. Give that dog a buffer and have him go for the legs, yeah. So we have a, a dog that's always at the, the, at the weekenders, too. So uh, what's his name? I can't even remember now. Do you remember his name, guys? I don't even remember. It's uh, Jayla's dog. He's always there. I've seen pictures of it. Yeah. <laughs> so. No. So um, I'll throw something out there, like uh, memories. Like for me, some of the, the mm -hmm. memories in the game that, that are some of my favorite are um, back in the day, for, for anyone who remembers that, the uh, we had a seven or eight of us who who ran the npc camp mm -hmm. um and it was it was great and that's uh like rex rubier was a big part of plot back then the the uh um oh gosh i'm so bad with names heather and and bill hens um and and that whole crowd and we had the the fellowship group you know with uh sean and tamra keen and the uh, Michelle and uh, Chris was on plot. He did a lot. Chris Berry, um, and we had such a, a, a big staff that was that were regular NPCs. Um, it was incredible because you could do so much more when you have eight, ten full timers and then a bunch of part time NPCs. Um, it just made the game easy. You know, it made, made the game easy to, to do whatever you wanted to do, uh, to create whatever you wanted to create. Um, outnumbering the PCs from time to time, you know, is a, is a rare thing these yeah. days, you know. But back then, you're in town and all of a sudden 20 NPCs come running at you and you're like, oh, oh no. I mean, yeah. I, this, I, I'm really afraid now. Yeah. And, and then I miss that. I miss the, the adrenaline. You know, not just miss. I, I enjoy that because I still get it in the game mm -hmm. today, um, but not as much as I did back then with more numbers. And um, I always had a, I used to have a bigger fear, you know, of dying mm -hmm. than I do today. I think the game's gentler today. Oh, yeah. um, but I remember some of those those old day battles with, you know, with you know, 80, 80 people fighting all at once. You know, I, I just I I love that. Yeah. I don't know, 30 NPCs against 50 PCs all out in a field at 2 a.m. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, and you were there for part of that back in 02, 03. Well, yeah, I yeah. Mean, we, we had some big ones back then. Yeah, I I remember, um, so this this will kind of age me. One of my first weekenders was the one where we blew up the town yeah. when you were playing the demon that was coming in to kill us and we had to hold you off to get that ritual off to blow up the town. So, I mean, that was... Yep. That was ages ago, and I remember that. And then I remember there was another one, again, where I think you were a demon, and it was just pouring rain, and nobody even cared. We were all just out there battling in the rain. And this was back when we had, uh, I think I was NPCing too. I don't even remember, because I didn't PC a whole lot back then. 
But uh, Rip Falcon Crater, yeah. Um, can't remember. Somebody tackled somebody, and they both started rolling around in the mud, and they both got up, and they were just completely brown, and it was just... I missed the, those were crazy. But so, uh, proceed with caution. Says, what direction would you like to see Mythic go? Well, I, I would like to see the 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 bigger game. You know, the bigger full immersion game. Um, but I'm not willing to to put the time in. So I'm not cr- criticizing or critiquing. Yeah. I'm just saying that would be my preference. You know, go back to hey, this percent of the game goes towards marketing. You know, we will 100% spend this money on marketing. Um, maybe take part of the income aside for big events and say, all right, we're going to take 10% of the income. And in two years, in 2023, 2022, we're going to try to get a 200-person event. And we're going to reach out to the LARPers in Seattle and the LARPers in Denver and the, you know all over and in Salt Lake and Idaho and everywhere. Um, I think cross-promoting, trying to do some stuff with uh, Evermore, you know, things like that. Um, and put some serious money into it. Rent a rent a, a really cool place, mm-hmm. um, and have a four day event, um, and you stay in game the whole time. I, I think something like that would be a really cool goal, um, not just for us, but any of the LARPs that want to see that. Because I know there are other LARPs that, that run. I don't know if they're bigger, smaller than Mythic, um, but uh, but I think that uh, I think you could reach out and, and do a simplified rules version. You know, a big event like that. I do know that we're we're trying to for gaming con trying to get a, a panel set together for Mythic Realms for LARPing. So, cool. yeah, for the talk show and for Mythic Realms in general. So, we have to just wait till they announce the dates, and then we got to talk to staff. But that's something that we wanted to do. So, cool. Hopefully that'll help. And then he also asked, which you kind of covered um, in your answer, but he says. Uh, is there something Mythic is doing now that you'd like to see stop or improve on, which you kind of already covered? And then he says, I would like to see more people, so sorry, proceed with caution. Says, I would like to see more people stay in-game more often. I think it's one thing that's made Mythic seem and be softer. And, and that's, yeah. that's like the big topic that we've had for the, for the last 20 minutes. Yeah, we were talking <laughs> The about biggest this. thing I said is staying in-game. That's And with our campaign that we're talking about doing, um, that's our number one rule is you're in-game all the time. You know, yeah. So, uh, we we certainly agree, and and I think you'll see because we're pushing that, you'll see more of it, and then we'll see what happens on the weekends. Yeah, uh, I live for the weekends. I mean, I enjoy modules; they're fun. But to me, they're they're a, a three out of ten compared to a weekend, which can be a ten out of ten in, yeah. in fun. So, yeah. Uh, real quick, I forgot to do this earlier, but thank you, Nevis, for the subscription. I did see it; I just didn't say anything. So, let me do my subscription dance. Thank you for the subscription, Nevitz. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't say anything earlier. I just remembered it because I was looking over at the screen, but it still didn't show up on the. But I don't know what's wrong. The the alert showed up, but anyway, so. Oh. Oh, okay. There have been so Brightworm says there have been a few conversations about service animals at LARP. Good, bad, indifferent. Some folks feel that animals can't tell what is real and what is acting and may get agitated. Um, I don't know that we've ever had to deal with that with Mythic Realms specifically. So not much, but we have. Have we? Mm-hmm. So. We've had dogs that, that that bark and get get and get agitated. Um, I think that um, it's easier not to have animals involved. Um, but I also understand that some people are too anxious to not have their dog. Yeah. Uh, for example, uh, I think is the most prevalent service animal that I've seen. Um, 
And so uh, you just do your best. Um, a, a, a trained service animal is not going to bite anyone. Um, and so if they're a, a true service animal, I, I would be fine with them being there. Um, and if they get too agitated, then you have to ask the, the owner of the animal to, to step out yeah. you know, so that you can stay in game because that's such a, a massive thing for me is staying in game. Um, the, uh, what would, what would uh, you need to happen to bring a normal half-day module closer to that 10 out of 10? Uh, number one is the immersion. I think modules are less immersive um, because you're not out in the woods. You have to pretend more a lot of times. Um, or you're in, you know, like the haunted house is, is one of the popular indoor events. Uh, but you've been in that same thing and you have to pretend it's a cave. You have to pretend it's this. You have to pretend. And yet it's the same halls that you walk. So you know where the turns are, all of those things. Um, so I think uh, having new, new venues uh, is a big part of it. Uh, sticking to as little as possible saying you see this actually you know fizz repping whatever it is that you need to see um like i don't remember what year it was um earlier mythic we did a graveyard scene um at whiting campground probably my favorite mythic memory as far as a setup goes because you know, we brought a whole bunch of props up from the haunted house and we built a graveyard mm -hmm. you know with fog chilled fog and i mean it was awesome and people were like, that was intense. And, and for me, that's what it's all about. I love that intensity. I mm -hmm. want that adrenaline. So creating that on a, on a half-day module is, is hard. Not impossible, but it's harder. Uh, a lot harder. Um, because it takes a while to get in character. It takes a while to, to, feel, um, to feel like you're immersed. You know, that suspension of disbelief. And on modules, a lot of times... Um, most times NPCs are unable to stay ahead of the PCs and so you have to call hold or you have to do this mm -hmm. um, not to say that it can't be done and back in the day that was one of our biggest things was how do I slow the PCs down well I have a door with a riddle I have a you know a puzzle I have this trap that they have to disarm you know you put those things in so the PCs never have a walking hold never have that um, as much as possible um, it's just harder on a module because a module is usually go from this point to this point to this point to this point to this point all in a building you know or all in a, a smaller setting once you get outside it's a lot easier um, but uh, but the weekend you you're, you have the ability to get fully immersed so um, it's tough for a module to get there but not impossible so Brightworm says that graveyard scene sounds magical and I remember when we used to have a specified plot in town that was the graveyard, and we don't even bother with that anymore. Like, I see them bring up the tombstones, but they never get yeah. put out. So, yeah. uh, in fact, like last weekend, we actually had a part that was in the graveyard, and there was no grave, there was nothing there. It was just like we were in the graveyard because they told us we were, and it was kind of. It's a lot of work. Yeah, that's, was, that's why. Again, when we started Mythic, we had. We had a dedicated graveyard. We had a, a gypsy camp, a mages guild, a fighters guild, a, a uh, healers guild. I mean, we ha we had every everything that you would think of in a in a typical adventuring town. We had them all, mm -hmm. and we forced them to be spread out. Mm -hmm. So you couldn't just all camp in a field, and you're protected. No, to get from this building to that building, you had to walk through the forest to get there. You had to walk down the dark path. You had to, you know, it was. 
we forced the game to be scarier, to be more intense, because that's what we wanted, you know. Um, and some people didn't like it, but most people loved it. Um, so yeah, it, but it, but it was a lot more work. I mean, it took me half a day to prep for a weekend. Then I'd have to go up Friday morning and set up tents and stuff all day long. Um, and then sometimes on Sunday, you know, I, I was getting out of the out of there at midnight, you know, because I had a giant trailer full and my car and another car all filled with stuff mm. um and sometimes it was just me you know packing it up so um that's the the work the work behind it is is tremendous mm-hmm. um and uh, kudos to everyone who does do that work today uh, but to get back to that you need you need to plan it and, and you need you know people to put in the hours and hours of sweat and labor which is tough in a, unless you're doing it like a business, you know, so. Uh, let's see, so proceed with caution says, I have seen a dramatic increase in walking old lately. I would have to agree with that 100%. Let's see, we do on weekends, we are down to, so there's only three graveyard stones left, so that may, I think I did see a few of them, now that you mention it, because there's not very many anymore. He says we need to get more. And then lastly, proceed with caution says, so it sounds like a lot of what you see missing is the pre-event prep. Um, in some ways, the, the events are more prepared than they used to be because um, initially I bought all of that stuff and, you know, and had a lot of help in setting it up. People ran their own guilds, but as players came and went, it became more and more just me um, over the years, and I made plenty of mistakes to, to help people leave um, <laughs> and hopefully come back. But uh, the, uh, the fact is... The game is very prepared now, like uh, Gomez, for example, you know, um, keeping the magic items and, and, and really mm. keeping his thumb on making sure that the economy and whatnot works. I love that. I think that's fantastic. Um, but it takes a lot of work to do that. So there are some some things that are done better um, now than they used to be done. Um, but it's the labor. It's the labor and, you know, and having... A huge plot team and and um, or someone who gets paid a lot of money to to do you know enough money to to spend all those extra mm-hmm. hours um and for a hobby game there, there isn't that money it doesn't exist anymore you know so um unless you get more players it's expensive just to run the game as it is mm-hmm. so so we'll see i i think we will go more in that direction though um i i feel like the game is heading in that direction i don't know staff has made some changes monetarily um over the last couple of months that that will make the game have more money and and I think that will help the game do better at at a lot of these things um, in the coming years. Uh, Proceed with caution says a labor of love can be hard to justify these days. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe the game uh, in, you know, in the next year or or whatever will start putting money behind that that labor of love to say, hey, we'd love you to come up, you know, some of you new or younger players or whatever, We'll pay you each a hundred dollars to to set all of this stuff up and tear it down, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it costs costs an extra, you know. You, you pay a, a group of people a couple hundred dollars, um, but if the game has that money, it's a great way to to offload some of that uh, labor, <laughs> um, and then basically they're playing for free, um, and maybe even getting free food, free you know, um, free gameplay. And twenty bucks, you know, and thirty bucks to, to do a lot of that labor, um, which is just hard to do with a smaller game. 
the bigger game can do can afford that. Mm-hmm. The smaller game struggles. Yeah. So, so uh, Procedure says that's a wonderful idea. So sounds like he likes that. He's on staff, and I have a feeling he takes a lot of what we talk about talk about here back to staff. So it's nice good. to have him on here. Yeah, we've we talk about it a lot. So that's good. So I may pick your brain in person for some additional things. So anytime. So. You, you know where I work. <laughs> and I have a hot tub, so we can always do a hot tub night at my house, and you know, do a, a mythic brainstorming session. You know, I, I, I'm totally down for that. Yeah. So, all right. Well, how much more time did you have, or did you want to get heading out? Or um, my thought was like an hour and a half. Okay, so I think we've got another 15 minutes or yeah, so. Or... So, uh, so you, we, I mean, we already talked about some of your favorite, you know, memories and stuff like that. Um, which is usually one of our questions too. So, um... I'll throw I'll throw another one out there. So, uh, Scotty, who got me into LARPing all those years ago at Nero, um, and uh, and helped you know so much with with Mythic uh, when we first started. Um, he uh, he is his character Fallen, which you just mentioned, um, was a regular PC for a long time mm-hmm. um, as a. What was the race? Were they, were they the fallen? Oh gosh, I can't remember. They were like a no plagued one. They were a plagued one. Mm-hmm. So he was a plagued one PC, and um, and uh, and his plagued one uh, fallen was undead, and he wore that foam mask, mm-hmm. which was so creepy when you're sleeping next to him, and you open your eyes and you just see him. You know, like snoring with his little, you know, because he had the two-piece skull. You know, it was so creepy. <laughs> and I love that. Um, and back in the day, we we spent so much time sneaking up on people, and you know, and trying to get to the gypsy camp in the middle of the night was always terrifying because it was pitch black under the trees, and and yet you're walking through, and then you see someone like fall and come out of the woods, and it was it really made your heart leap. But one of my favorite memories was Laura Bador. Um, who also helped run the game and, and do a lot early on, um, was playing this this character who came in and she she sings and dances. She's theater, you know, all of those things. And she came in and sang a song to Fallen in the tavern in front of everyone, and just totally embarrassed this bad ass character, <laughs> you know, um, in the middle of the tavern. And that is one of my favorite all time like experiences. I don't know if anyone on was 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 there for that but it's preparation it's time it's you know she, she, she just nailed it <laughs> it was it was it was awesome mm-hmm. it was a lot of fun uh so proceed with caution says "Ooh, did you like my plagued one mask for Winterfest?" yep absolutely and let's see brightwind says sleeping with your mask on is pretty hardcore that foam gets sweaty yes it does yep yeah. and you would have to re-glue it on because we you run around all day yeah. and then you still play all night Yeah, and sleeping is a, I mean, it used to be a 4am, maybe 6am to 8am thing. You know, that was it. If you got six hours sleep on a weekend, you're good, you know, for two, for in two nights. <laughs> so yeah. I typically would play uh Kalan for years. I would come in, you know, I'd go get all my black makeup on, play Zelikyu, you know, our dark elf race. And he would come in to to watch the sunrise every morning in the town. Wow! So ask uh, Josh Steinberg about that. <laughs> he, would, he would always run and hide because he was always up, but he was hiding under a log or something. 
<laughs> I'll have to talk to him if we can get him on here. So, yeah. um, Colon was scary. Oh, yep. I don't think I ever met that character. I think that's when I kind of was on my hiatus for a while. But I still play him occasionally. Yeah. Yeah, but he is—he's the big assassin, um, and has his own plot lines and uh, guilds and and things, which. Again, I hate to reveal secrets, so I, so I won't. Um, you've probably met him and didn't know it. Oh, okay. So, in disguise or something. In disguise. Oh, yeah. okay. But he's come in game a few times over the last five years. Well, yeah, then maybe I did. I've been playing at least three years now, I think. So, mm-hmm. so that's been fun. So, um, all right, I think um, feels like a good stopping point here so we're about time to we're about time when you want to end anyway so that works out so we got to discuss a few things um as long as nothing changes with my personal plans we will be doing next week with some uh for c says frack thanks for coming on the show and yeah i appreciate you being here my pleasure uh, it's been nice having some, answering me. some questions that you know that i've always wondered like how did it get started and everything like that so it's been nice to know um, and it'll be on YouTube and everything too. So I guess that's the first thing we'll talk about is on every Wednesday, we upload. Yeah, well, we're getting <laughs> caught up again. We upload this onto YouTube, and we have a podcast on this available on Anchor, so people can listen to this or watch this later. So we've been getting a lot of views that way. Um, as long YouTube as has been behind. yeah, we're, we're a little behind right now, but we're getting caught up. So um, I think we have only like two more. Well, after. Three, including this three, one now. Yeah, three, including last week's. So this will be four. Okay. Yeah, we'll be caught up by the end of the week. So, and as I said earlier to a few of you, next week I have two people from staff that are going to be on here. So that would be another place for those great questions, Brightworm. Um, yeah, and thanks for the questions. That really makes everything more fun when we get to interact. Yeah, I, and I really appreciate you being here. And I, I know you guys found me on Twitter, and I appreciate the support, so I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, so they'll be on here next week. Um... Thanks from Brightworm Studios and the Larparazzi in Seattle. Nice. So that's awesome. Um, I'll have to check it out. Yeah, I've been seeing them a little bit, and they they've been posting stuff about a lot of European LARPs too. Like they had some award show or something, which is kind of cool. I've heard they're I, big, and they they actually have actual castles. Yeah. Which that's along with the uh, getting a rent fair. You know, I, I I I'll have a castle in Utah, a real one at some point. Nice. That would be awesome. <laughs> Matter of time. That would be awesome. But um. So yeah, that's the plan for next week. We'll be talking about plot and like what it is to run the game and how they come up with plot and everything like that and then and different questions for staff. So that'll be great for us for next week. Um, that's assuming I don't go out of town. If I go out of town, we're going to have to alter things. But I'll let you guys know on my Discord. So if you want to join my Discord, that would be where I keep you all updated on what's going on there. Um, second thing is we film this here at the Ascendance Gaming Center. They are a land center in South Salt Lake. They're awesome. They have two VR stations. They have the best prices in the valley. Um, they only charge per hour. They don't charge per person like a lot of other places do for the VR. So that's great. So you can have a party there really easy. Uh, they have three ultra machines. So you can come play some game four. Oh, there's four now? Mm-hmm. Nice. So they have... Oh, cool. I thought, so you guys are getting that going. So you can come play some of your games on some of the highest settings. So... Uh, we really appreciate them. They get up, they they are open way late Saturday night, and they get up way early for us to do this. So I appreciate that. Um, we talked about uploading it. What else do we have to talk about? 
Oh, yeah. And then obviously, this whole season, we've been talking about Mythic Realms. And then if you wanted to talk a little bit about Castle of Chaos and the escape rooms, you can go ahead and do that real quick if you wanted to. Or Sure. I'll uh, just, just throw a little bit out there. Um, so I think one of the things that helped Mythic survive all these years is um, I started a haunted house about the same time I started Mythic, just a little bit after in 2001. Um, over the years, we've had sometimes one one haunted house, um, but we've always we've had it year round to be able to play in, um, up to three big haunted houses, um, and it, it's great over the winter to have that continuity, uh, being able to, to play once a week or whatever it, whatever it is. We've gone more and less over the years, um, so it's great from a LARP setting, um, and sometimes we the the game um, markets to the crowd, which when you get tens of thousands of people hearing about LARPing and that, oh, you do it in a haunted house, that, that's an easy way to, to grab a few more players every year, too. Um, but, yeah, the haunted house is Castle of Chaos. We're currently in Midvale, 7980 South State Street. Um, we operate in about 15,000 square feet, mostly underground, um, plus uh, some supporting space on top of that. And uh, it's... Uh, like the LARP, I like the intensity, and that's why early on I was talking about like the levels of fear that we allow you to choose. Um, just like LARPing, you can come in and you don't have to fight, you don't have to participate in melee combat. <clears throat> you can throw spell packets if you want. You can play as a page who never actually gets hit with anything, or just avoid combat. And there, the the people on plot um, always ensure that there are things for everybody to do, whether you're a fighter or not. And that helps make great events. Um, so Castle, we kind of have that same theme. And then year-round, we have escape rooms. Um, we have uh, four to five escape rooms, depending on when, um, that operate inside the, the haunt as well. And um, Same thing. It, it kind of all fits together. LARPing and uh, escape rooms and uh, haunted house. Uh, we run them. I run whatever I run, it's, it's about that suspension of disbelief. Even if you're in one of our escape rooms, you feel like whatever that theme is, 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 is real. And you know, you're under a, a crunch time. You have one hour to get out. I love modules like that. I love that, that feeling of, I really need to do this. I really want to do this. So um, it all fits together great. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate you being here, and we really appreciate being able to use your space at Castle. It's been, it, like you said, it's nice in the winter, so we all don't have to go freeze our butts off outside. So Yep. So, um, I don't know if enough people thank you for that, but I want to thank you specifically. Thanks. So, um, proceed with caution says, I missed the building up on Highland Drive. Tons of good memories. I have to agree 100% with that. That's where I started Mythic even, so that's got some good memories for me. That's actually where the Smash Brothers were created, was up at Highland Drive. Yep. So, like, that's ages ago. We played them as NPCs and then just shifted them over into PCs. So, yep. Brightworm says, besides, who doesn't love freaking out the mundane? Mwahaha. Amen to that. And then I'm quite excited for what we got going on, man. I don't know if what you mentioned, so I won't get into anything. Well, I talked about the, just the basics that we're, that we're running a series of campaigns. But speaking of which, we need to get together. So, um, back to that hot tub in my house. But uh, I was at till three o'clock in the morning um, last night. Um, but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll get with you soon, and we'll we'll figure out our next meeting cool. and where we're going to go from that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. All right, man. All right. Well, thanks for being here. Thanks everyone else for being here. Thanks for the questions and the comments. Thanks for the subscriptions, uh, and thanks for the follows that we had uh, last week. I appreciate those. Uh, other than that, we'll see you guys all next week, and uh, talk to you later. Bye.